Hello, I'm Vada. This is Roxy. And you're listening to VCR. Hello, Roxy. How are hello, we Hello, hello. I'm doing okay. Doing okay. Well, we'll see if we can't make that okay <laughs> a little bit better today. At least we're doing better than some of the people we're about to talk about today. So, but <laughs> before we get into that, let us wish ourselves a happy birthday, shall we? Today, well, October 15th is the VCR show's second happy birthday. Yay! Yay, we are two years <laughs> old. We are a terrible two is what we are. That explains so much. Right? Explains <laughs> so very, very much. <laughs> and so happy birthday to the VCR show. And with that being said, here's to another two more years. Yes. Me and Roxy are going to get a cake and celebrate at some point. Yes, we will. Yes, at Carabas. And we'll celebrate her happy birthday because her birthday month is the same month as VCR show. What do you know? I know. Just a few days away. We're just a few days separate. I know. So now <laughs> we both have to you know, go out and celebrate. Yeah. And we'll do we'll do an Italian dinner and then cake afterwards. Yes. Or a milkshake. I like milkshakes. I like cakes. We will do cakes and milkshakes and then wonder why we have diabetes later. Right. (laughs) But speaking of wondering and diabetes, um, have you ever wondered where the legends of like vampires ever come from? Yes. And so before we kind of jump into that, you know, because that that was kind of something that kind of dawned on me. I was like, all right, so we talk about vampires. Vampires are kind of popular in pop culture and in shows. You know, where exactly does the legend originate from? But before we jump into all that good stuff, do you have a favorite vampire movie or story or a particularly favorite vampire I know a lot of people don't really like this movie, but Queen of the Damned is one of my favorites. And then, of course, you know, good old interview with the vampire. Mm. Those are both really good. Uh, I have to say my first experience with the vampires was the old universal uh, movie, classic horror movie of Bela Lugosi as Dracula. Mm-hmm. With the, the whole cape and you know, tuxedo and the blah, blah. Uh, yeah. through, your blood. <laughs> right. That was my first experience. And there's something very suave and debonair about that particular type of Dracula. That that scene that just made him my Dracula, right? But then growing up, I think in the 90s, I think it was the 90s, uh, Francis Ford Coppola did his version of Dracula which was the the Bram Stalker's Dracula. You know, the one with Keanu Reeves, mm-hmm. and Anthony Hopkins. And then that was just an amazing, amazing Dracula. So that's one of my favorite vampire movies is, is that particular Dracula, which I have on DVD and I absolutely think is amazing. And then um, as for like... Can't for- we can't forget the Lost Boys. Oh, wow. 
Yes, almost forgot about them. Lost Boys was an amazing, amazing yes. vampire movie. Well acted, well done, and for its time was pretty damn scary. You know, um, you know, Ke- uh, Keith or Sutherland as a vampire was a good vampire. Got got to admit that. Got to. Oh, very yes, very much. And then you have uh, I don't know if you remember. Right night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> that was terrifying growing up as a kid. But the truth is, uh, now you kind of look back and that's that's a pretty good movie. You know, that that was so campy and everything. But now you look back and that's actually a pretty good storyline. You know, quite mm-hmm. honestly, I don't think I've actually seen the original Fright Night, <gasps> but I've seen the newer one with um, Colin Farrell. Boo. I know. Shame on me. Yeah, I'm going to watch it tonight. I'm, I'm, have I'm watching original, it tonight. Me, I have the original Fright Night. I'm forcing you to watch it. You know, it's, I'm going to look up what streaming service I can find it on because I have Shutter. So if I can find it there. <laughs> and if you can't find it there, then I'll force you to come over and watch it on DVD. Oh, <laughs> uh, it'll be our birthday treat. Fright Night and popcorn and cake. You already said Carabas. And Carabas. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she's not going to let me forget that one. So, anywho, no. <laughs> uh, moving on to vampires. So, vampires basically, it's kind of interesting. It, they mostly come from various folklores. And the truth is, they come mostly from Eastern European folklores. Now, what I found was really interesting was. You know, it it mostly becomes popular in Eastern Europe around the 16th and 17th century. But what was even more interesting about that is when they're talking about vampires, they start talking about, you know, how do you kill a vampire? Roxy, what's the most common way to kill a vampire? Wooden stake through the heart. Wooden stake through the heart, right? So the interesting thing here is, depending on what region you are from, the type of wood that you have to use changes. And then in some cases, the material changes too. So like in some parts of like, um, I think it was Eastern Russia and in the Balkans, it was an iron stake that mm-hmm. had to be driven through the heart. And in some places it was uh, you needed to use ash wood or rose uh, or thorn bush. And then uh, one of them was also aspen wood because they associated that to quite boss- possibly be the same wood that uh, the cross was constructed out of so in some places it had to be aspen wood so it varies from location to location as to how you get rid of this horrible vampire and uh you know it's kind of interesting but the thing is how do you tell if someone's a vampire do you know they don't like garlic (laughs) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, they don't like garlic. Oh, they can't come inside your house without you inviting them in. Well, that that is also part of folklore too. (laughs) Put a mirror in front of them. Can't see there. Exactly. But um, (laughs) that and all that is kind of more modern folklore because back then it was a little bit harder to tell because um, 
You had to go by their complexion. Now, for us, a vampire is more pale, light-complected type of looking being. Mm -hmm. Or what we would associate that with. Back then, they were described as possibly a bit blotchy, a little bloated, and what they called ruddy. So for those who are not familiar with the term ruddy, ruddy is basically kind of like, um, the best way to explain it is like, if you have rosacea, you know how you have uh, red spots Mm -hmm. on your face? That is what ruddy would be. Like you have red spots or kind of reddish face compared to Mm -hmm. like a sunburn is what they described it. So they would have a dark complexion or some type of ruddy look to them, which is way different than we, you know, imagine vampires are today. Because, you know, you look at any of the Draculas or any of these stupider ones like Twilight. They glamorize them and make them beautiful. Exactly. I don't know about beautiful, but they do make them very pale. Look here. And, you know. He shined like a diamond. That's beautiful. (laughs) Anyway. So that that kind of weirdness kind of happened. Well, no, I mean, there. like in vampire shows like um, True Blood, mm-hmm. all the vampires were beautiful and there's they sexualize them and they're they're gorgeous mm-hmm. and they make it seem like you turn into a vampire, you're going to get hot. <laughs> <laughs> all the everything goes into the right places and you're sexy. Mm, well, I think that's kind of a, that is but definitely I, a thing. You know, we we try to sexualize the concept of vampires and make them a little bit more attractive, right? And in mm-hmm. reality, some of them were not that attractive. I mean, some were, but you know, it like I said, you know, a ruddy look, kind of a darker continuance, like a darker face, uh, were kind of how they looked you know they weren't exactly the thin light complected i need sun or i'm bulimic type of thing so they more looked like like um nosferatu but with rosacea um maybe nosferatu was kind of pale looking and he was kind of green i think i don't think he was really he looked like the dead though like you know hunched over and mm. no like, so is that what they're trying to say that they were like originally no they're, they're trying to say that it would have been harder to identify them because they would have looked either like darker or kind of a reddish looking face but they didn't look undead you know they uh, looked like okay, they could okay. be alive um now the other thing is they fed on what they call generally uh blood mm-hmm. it was generally blood but so that indicates that they could probably live off of other things as well it, it didn't have to be just blood it was generally blood um it doesn't specify what other kind of weird things they had in their diet but blood, of course, is the most famous one, and that's what becomes more famous in Eastern Europe, uh, where where our version of vampires really come from is from the Eastern Europe. Um, they they claim that there's all kinds of different, you know, vampire recordings, like in the early 19th century, um, vampire 
culture, I guess you would call it, or mm-hmm. you know, around the world type of thing. Um, reading off of this, the term vampire was popularized in Western Europe after reports of a 18th century mass hysteria of a pre-existing folk belief in the Balkans and in Eastern Europe that in some cases resulted in corpses being staked and people being accused of vampirism. Mm. Um, So basically in the Balkans, there's this weird outcry that people were vampires (laughs) and they started digging up bodies and putting stakes in them. So that's kind of an interesting thing. Um, you know, it's kind of weird. The The concept of the more sophisticated, charismatic, kind of charming vampire uh, comes to us in a 1819 publication called The Vampire, V-A-M-P-Y-R-E. And it was by an English writer, John uh, Polidori. And uh, the story was highly successful and very influential in the way that the vampires kind of start coming about. Matter of fact, this was the thing that inspired Bram Stoker to create his version of Dracula. Uh, Dracula comes out in 1897. It was a novel. And part of the inspiration of the charming, more charismatic Dracula comes from the inspiration of the 1819 publication by John uh, Polidori, which is kind of neat. Now, let's get into Dracula for a second, shall we? Yes, let's dive in. Yeah. So you are you a Dracula fan? Yeah. All right. Uh, what what is it about Dracula that may be a little appealing to you? I guess like he's mysterious, kind of. Mysterious. Like, like the dark winged duck cape over his face. <laughs> I don't, don't know. About I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Wow. No, I'm totally like, you joking. You knocked that into left field. <laughs> <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> We've we've gone from Dracula to Disney Darkwing cartoon, Duck. Darkwing Duck. I was like, oh wow. Oh, uh, my special, special Roxy. But you know, as, as interesting as that was, <laughs> let's get into no. what 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 was another inspiration for the concept of Dracula or Count Dracula or Count Dracul. Um, Roxy, as always, I am going to share screen with you and it will be magical. Ready? Ready. Yes, I'm ready. Yay. Sharing screen with you. And tell me if you see my Vlad the Impaler. I do. Okay. So Vlad the Impaler is also one of the major stories of uh, or inspirations behind Dracula. Uh, if you remember from the actual novel, Dracula, Dracula's name is Vlad. And the truth is, 
Vlad was a real person at some point in time <laughs> and a very, very fucked up person. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> Vlad was basically the one that w- the more famous one is Vlad the third. Okay. So his reign was he had a couple of reigns because when he first came to power he was ousted and then he came back into power as a form of revenge but vlad was also referred to as dracula dracula was a baltic or romanian word meaning the devil or the son of the devil so it's not like they were calling him count vlad they're calling him count dracula as a form of an insult and also as a form to just like really tell you how fucked up this man was um who who he really was fucked up as roxy do you remember the video there yes (laughs) yes he was really just Oh my God, I would be terrified of this man. There's, well, actually, you should be. There's a lot of really interesting legends on him. So let's deal with why he's called Vlad the Impaler. He is famous for, of course, impaling people. Uh, his method of impaling basically was that if you were an enemy or someone that he didn't like or just one of his own people, and I'll get into that in a little bit, um, he would, there were these massive spikes that were in the ground and what he would do is you know his soldiers would lift someone onto the spike and it wouldn't throw them on the spike but they would lift them on the spike and the spike would be inserted rectally so this thing was going up your ass and then they would just leave you there it was a greased spike a lot of people believe that it was a grease spike and what it was is you Mm. because you were bound and tied um what's happening is the spike is sliding into you Mm -mm. bit by bit no it takes three days for you to die because Mm. at some point it's going to go through your rectum Mm -mm. up and then out your mouth oh god no so it is a horrible, horrible oh. way to die. <laughs> I'm just, I can't stop. Ugh. Yeah, it takes three <laughs> days to die from it. Uh, Vlad one time defeated an entire army with this. And what I mean by that is he went out. Well, he heard there's this invading army coming. He put all these spikes along the border of the city front of his castle killed thousands of his own people through impaling them that way when the army came they saw what he did to his own people and they literally just turned around and left i mean it was just that bad that they just were like no we're not touching this (laughs) Right, like if he did that to his own people, what would he yeah. do to us? And he did this, of course, to his enemies. This one's his favorite thing. He used to do this to animals, apparently, in his spare time. He used to skin animals and then impale them on spikes. Psychopath. Um, he basically was a psychopath. Speaking of psychopath, would you like a psychopath story about him? Sure. 
It was rumored in a documentary that starred Mr. Christopher Lee, very famous actor who played one of the original Draculas in the Hammer films. Uh, great Dracula, by the way. Um, he was narrating this documentary. And the interesting thing about the documentary is he talks about Vlad the Impaler and how Vlad had a mistress. And the mistress made a very serious mistake. She tells Vlad, I'm pregnant. Mm. Vlad, being overcome with joy, um, had her cut open that and placed on public display. That way everyone could see, and I quote, the fruits of his loins. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. What? Exactly. So this was oh not, my God. This was not a normal man. This was not a <laughs> you don't say. Yeah. The concept like Dracula and blood and vampires, that isn't too far off for this man. It was not unusual that he did uh he would eat and he would dip his food into bowls of blood that were collected from his enemies. Wow. Also wow. said, and this one is Roxy's favorite personal story that he captured a family, and they don't specify whether they were his enemies or not, but we're going to assume that they were his enemies. Mm -hmm. There are two brothers. He took one of the brothers and boiled them. We think alive, and I'm of course sure. he died because <laughs> he was boiled alive. And then he fed the boiled brother. To the rest of the family, he forced them he to eat. Forced him. them to eat them. I was like, "That is horrible!" Fuck. Like, what? So, Vlad, uh, uh that's, very uh, that story. <laughs> as as I say that, and my dogs start to bark. <laughs> so, Vlad, the the impaler is is not a normal guy. Not only is he not a normal guy. But he is the inspiration for some of the Dracula story. And you can see that when they're unraveling the story of Dracula and, and mm -hmm. Vlad. You can see, you know, that, you know, the, the author takes it and turns it into a love story. Right. Which which is cool. You know, I'm down with it. I dig a good love story. Right. But he, he does it based on a very, very horrible human being. <laughs> yeah. And by the way, and the some of the stuff is romanced uh, a bit because um, Vlad, the actual impaler, was fighting to regain his land from the Ottoman, from the Ottomans, who he was very angry with. And Vlad in Dracula the actual story dracula um he changes it up to where vlad or slash dracula the fictional one is fighting to free the church from invaders from the more likely the muslim invaders which also would have been the ottomans at the time but they romanticize it and then you know, his beloved dies and now he's angry with God because his beloved dies and uh, God punishes him by making him this undead thing until he finds the love of his life, which is the romantic version of 
Dracula. And basically, mm-hmm. I just gave you the whole story of Dracula right there. So you don't have to go read it. <laughs> <laughs> but that's I'll give you a little synopsis here. Yeah. And and the other thing, here's here's the other interesting thing about Dracula is Dracula, when 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 Brahm wrote it, he didn't, even though it is a monster, you know, vampires are monsters, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't meant to be a monster or a horror story. Bram actually wrote it with the full intention of it being a love story. Hmm. A lot of people don't. Uh, Bram, Bram did not have the uh, or Bram did not have the most normal of childhoods. Uh, it was said that when he was growing up, his mom told him stories or horror stories or horror fairy tales growing up and he perceived that as normal you know that you know these horrible stories were some type of normal because that's what he grew up with right mm-hmm. kind of like if you grew up watching horror movies well then horror movies don't affect you later and you think they're rather funny because you grew up watching them in that sense right you see a funnier version instead of like the normal version of oh my god that's that's scary and in his case, he found something very normal about it. And then he created a very romantic story, which it's true. Dracula, Dracula is a horror story by our standards. But if you look at it, it's all it's a love story. It mm. really is a love story. Um, Dracula falls in love. He spends eternity trying to find the love of his life. He finds her. And of course, you know, can't have a good love story without tragedy. Ends up dying. Ends up dying, but he dies in her arms, you know, and they recover their love in some weird way. But it was it was a love story. It's originally a love story. So yeah, there you go. All kinds of interesting <laughs> information kinds of fun right facts. there. Yeah. <laughs> Roxy, did you know it? Did you know that it was originally intended as a love story? No. Yeah, it was a really. I think book. actually you told me that before. I may, I may have you. you you're about as good listening to me as ever, our listeners are. <laughs> Stop <laughs> it! <laughs> she listens out. to me so well. I just, I feel <laughs> so. I do listen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, if you had tuned in earlier to the stuff we talked about earlier, I was like, <laughs> you want to go to Carabas for your birthday? I love Carabas. Silence. <laughs> <laughs> Not what I fucking asked. Carabas for your birthday. And what did I say? Oh, what did you ask me? <laughs> what did you ask me? I was like, oh my God, nothing. I asked nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so eventually we're going to go to Corrales for her birthday <laughs> and for the VCR's birthday and VCR for the VCR's birthday. show's birthday too but yeah it was <laughs> that, that's how it was <laughs> to me ladies and gentlemen uh, it's like being married but we're not <laughs> <laughs> oh god so anyway moving along um but yeah, that's kind of another interesting tidbit about vampires and Dracula, because our most famous version of vampires 
is Dracula. And it's kind of weird that, you know, 600 years later, the story and concept of Vlad the Impaler is still kind of with us today. Mm -hmm. So talk about a horribly fucked up man that 600 right. years later, we still have weird stories and uh, inspirations about this, you know, nut, you know. Yeah, I'm like now, now that you think about it, like all vampire stories have like turned into love stories. Oh yeah, absolutely. Oh my god, it's disgusting. Twilight. I mean, I get it. You're ripping off Brom. Okay, awesome. But Twilight was just to me that's the most disappointing vampire thing ever. <laughs> I, it's like that. That's just so stupid. Stand I liked in the it. And then I I'm like, I like sparkle. It. And look at me, I'm hitting you. If you're like, shut the fuck up, go get a tan. <laughs> <laughs> I know earlier you were talking about like how um they were like, you know, we think that they're pale and this and that. I'm like, yeah, like you know, most goth people. Yeah, they're <laughs> like we, we we're usually pretty pale. <laughs> yeah, we think of them as goths. Like um, they called them vampires back then. Now we call them goths. <laughs> Other interesting vampire movies slash stories. Of course, you bring up a very popular one, and it's Anne, Anne Rice's Interview with a Vampire. Mm -hmm. uh, that was actually a really good story. I will say out of modern vampire stories, that one was pretty good. I love the New Orleans basis because I'm a big fan of the New Orleans. You know that there's a series, right, of the Interview with a Vampire on AMC? I did not know that. Yeah. Hmm. There's a new series on AMC that I I haven't checked it out yet, but I want to. It's on my list. Ooh. I'm gonna have to check that out because I do like a good vampire story. Oh yeah, me too. Do you remember Salem's Lot? Yes. With a Vincent Price. The old movie. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that one was. I I saw that as a child, and I gotta tell you, I gotta stop watching horror movies as a child because a lot of them yeah. fucked me up. Hello. But, <laughs> like I have to kind of go back and revisit that because I remember that being so scary for me. I, I fucking wouldn't watch the whole thing. So now I'm at this point where I should actually watch it, watch it, right? You know, take a look at that because I remember it starred Vincent Price. I love Vincent Price. Anything that man did was just magic, if you ask me. Uh, I don't care how campy you thought the horror movie was. If he was in it, I thought it was just the most it. amazing thing. <laughs> You know, and I dare anyone to defy me on the pseudo rap from Thriller. Hey. Fuck y'all. <laughs> <laughs> fuck y'all. Vincent Price <laughs> can do no wrong in my right. eyes. <laughs> this could not fucking, you, you cannot can't convince, convince me, me otherwise. <laughs> he murdered 20 we murdered 20 children. Lies! Maybe, maybe they asked for it. You know? right. Well, they what did they do? Some... What did they yeah. do to him? I, what what made sure? him do that? No. Are you sure they didn't deserve it? Maybe. <laughs> you know maybe, how kids are these days. I you mean... know, how many, how many children have you not wanted to murder? Just didn't act on it, you know? <laughs> So, oh, you know, no. I'm just saying, I'm just saying Vincent Price could do no wrong in my eyes. I don't care what that man did or did not do. <laughs> um, and he wrote a cookbook, so I can't be mad. There's a Vincent Price cookbook out there. <laughs> do you have it? 
no, but I will order that. Don't and like <laughs> it's like $14. Like, ooh, Vincent Price cooking with a Vincent Price. Hell yes. You're like, absolutely, I want to. I just gonna do that. Just totally gonna do that. But uh man was absolutely brilliant. But moving on, Salem's lot, I need to revisit that because <laughs> he started. I should revisit it. that one too. Yeah, the original. I'm talking about the original. So many people do remakes, and the remakes yeah. just fall short. Like, if you looked at the original Fright Night, which we mentioned earlier, and then the remake that they did in 2000, uh, because the original Fright Night came out in the 80s, uh, the remake came out in 2000-something, and if you ask me, the remake was absolute trash compared to the original the original had a better storyline better acting i don't care if colin farrell was in it or not the original <laughs> was far superior to the new one i mean that it usually is yeah the, the, the originals are usually far more superior than the remakes now correct me if i'm wrong there is a remake of salem's lot correct you know i don't know Let i want to say i want to say there is and i want to say it involves mr rob zombie you know what? I what? think you're right. I, I think, think I right. am too. When am I ever wrong? Again, it's, but isn't it, um, <laughs> <laughs> isn't it? Um, no, oh man, what was it? It's, what was it called? Salem's Lot. Was it twenty? No, it's not 2022. That's this year. What the hell? Mm-hmm. 1979. Okay. Who did this one? It's on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see. You're Rotten Tomato. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. It doesn't tell me. Hold on, read there. Let, no, let's do what we, me. Let's do what we should be doing. Salem's Lot. Thank you, Alexa. Actually, that's that's Google telling me stuff. So that's Salem's Lot. Um, and that is the movie. And I'm going to give you um, Salem's Lot was made in 1979. Mm -hmm. And then there's a sequel called Return to Salem's Lot in 1987. Um, there's also a series. Yeah, it was the Lords of Salem. That was Rob Zombies. Okay. And that was only okay. That was only okay. Mm -hmm. Which I was really disappointed because I usually like Rob Zombie movies. Because, mm -hmm. you know, he's crazy. And I love the way his mind works. And he has some interesting visuals. That's yeah. For sure. And I was just a little disappointed with that movie. Mm -hmm. I remember being like, I was like, what the hell? Speaking of movie, let's go way back, shall we, Roxy? Let's go. Let's jump in the Wayback Machine. And in the Wayback Machine, traveling through time and space, we're going to come to the first vampire movie ever made. Does anyone know the first vampire movie ever made? Bueller, Bueller, Bueller. She's smiling. She's, no, she's looking at me like I'm stupid. Only Ferris Bueller's <laughs> Day is not a vampire movie. You're right. I'm asking the class for help. Anyone know the first vampire movie? Roxy, do you know the first vampire movie? No. Oh, I bet you do. You just don't know that you know. 
it just celebrated its 100th year of existence or a 100th anniversary or birthday or if mm. your family guy birthmas uh <laughs> oh yeah i always talk about that guy yes you are always all up <laughs> on him on how did i not know that i think nasaratu <laughs> is roxy's dream man she just she hasn't is. come to terms with it. that is. strong tall mm-hmm. silent creepy type mm-hmm. <laughs> Looks like he's half starved. (laughs) (laughs) So Nasuratu is the oldest and the first, the original vampire movie, of course, based on Dracula. But it is a legendary movie, a black and white silent film. And if you've ever had the pleasure of seeing it, creepy as fuck. (laughs) Very, very creepy. I mean, I love it. A hundred years later, and I watch it, and I was like, Jesus Christ, this man is creepy as anything. <laughs> like, I would I would be scared really? if I... Because t- I'm looking at him like he's a dreamboat. Yeah, I know. You're looking at that. <laughs> That's my next baby daddy right there. Mm, but baby. I, I'm, I'm looking at him as, no, that's a problem. <laughs> <laughs> That, what that is is that is a fucking problem. That is, that is a nope. Nope, 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 nope. <laughs> yeah, that is going down to my local Catholic church and getting industrial size holy water container <laughs> and, and some wooden stakes and several crosses just all hanging off my body and i'm gonna marinate it in my body and garlic right because that's what that meant he looked creepy as fuck (laughs) and it still blows my mind that again a hundred years later he that is just a creepy looking uh vampire brilliantly Mm -hmm. done uh remarkably done because it stands the test of time at a hundred years this thing is still creepy just still creepy and it's a great movie like if you're a silent film person there you go uh roxy's dream boat right there Mm -hmm. or dream vampire he's got the big ears that i like too Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) something to hold on to while he's riding That is so fucking dumb. Anyways. <laughs> but you want to know something dumb also from the Christopher Lee uh, documentary on vampires. Uh, this was really weird. So technically vampires could have children depending on what folklore you... you they could? The vampires could have children. What? But it was said that when they were popped out that they were just like blobs because... Uh, vampire children did not have bone structures or they didn't have bones. So it's just like this gelatinous fucking bag of human that's just So no then bones. it'd be just like the a placenta blob. sac just coming out. Uh, yeah, but alive and with a personality. Oh god, that's uh, that's that's terrifying. Yeah, so again, um uh, it was a fascinating documentary there was okay so there was something really weird in that documentary that to this day i because originally me and carla watched that together and when we were doing the video version of of the show 
And there was this folklore thing that I was like, why the fuck do they do this? Like, I couldn't figure out what the hell they were doing. So on black dogs, specifically black dogs, because vampires can take other forms, right? We know that they, you know, um, they can turn into mist. They can turn into wolves. They can turn into bats. They can turn into all mm-hmm, these little fun mm-hmm. creatures. So for some reason with black dogs uh, <laughs> in Transylvania, the, the folklore was to like take white paint or white marker and draw eyes on top of the dog. <laughs> Why? I was like, the fuck? I was like, they already have eyes. Why are we right. drawing Why eyes we drawing? on top of the eyes in <laughs> white paint? And I swear to God, I tried to, fi- I fucking was hitting the internet and the library to figure out what the fuck is this shit? Like, why would you draw eyes on a dog that has eyes? Did you find out why? No. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) There was no answer to that. So if anyone out there is familiar with this legend and why they do it, I would fucking love to know. Please let us know. (laughs) That's something that I came across years ago. And it just blew my mind that I was like, you're drawing eyes. I mean, it's like you're drawing eyes on top of eyes. And, and just like why <laughs> I was like what was the reason for that even the documentary didn't give a reason as to why they do it it is so disturbing even my dog Amara here is disturbed and howling at me like what what I want to know why <laughs> why what is happening why like, is this happening why is going <laughs> eyes on me dad right <laughs> what's wrong with you why are you so stupid <laughs> <laughs> which I'm sure Every dog that they were doing this to was like, why are you so stupid? (laughs) Seriously, though. I already have a pair of functioning eyes, but it's (laughs) like, like, it's like, hey, you know what? To ward off vampires, I'm going to draw another asshole on the back of my dog. (laughs) Right. What sense does that make? (laughs) It already has an asshole. Let me draw draw another one. Let me draw another one to throw off the vampires. Yeah, because, you know, we want to ward off vampires by drawing an asshole on top of an asshole. (laughs) I was like, what the fuck is this shit? (laughs) Oh my God. (laughs) I was floored. I'm like, that makes no No sense. sense. None at all. uh, It was like. I'm sorry. I can't stop <laughs> It was so stupid. Uh, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Why would why would you do that? I was like, that makes no damn sense. None uh, whatsoever. It was it was just mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. The things that they used to do. Oh God. So but again, this is also where I learned um about you know that you could use different things to impale a vampire that it didn't it didn't all have to be just wood that it did have to be you know that some things were you know like metal or iron had to be placed through its heart um would you that's werewolves i think no those are silver bullets no yeah silver bullets and i was like no that's werewolves yeah 
so yeah yeah uh another interesting thing uh, that i kind of learned is to try to find a vampire how would you try to find a vampire in the daytime roxy um find their tomb that you know that that's that's a fucking good 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 I would Good assume they would guess. be asleep during the day. You would assume, right? We we would totally fucking assume that. I would assume they would be in their coffins. <laughs> so one of the best methods to finding a, a fucking vampire or Dracula. In the Cut yourself. No, that would make sense. See, that would make fucking sense. No, it's to get a horse. A horse? A horse. Uh... A male horse that has never been bred before. And then what you do is, and this would probably be a little bit harder to do nowadays in our modern world, is to find a female virgin, you know, a, a human woman who is a virgin, and <laughs> sit her naked on top of the horse. And then you would guide the horse through a graveyard. All right. With the virgin riding on top of the horse. And when the horse becomes spooked at a certain grave, that is a vampire. And so you need to dig it up. And if you're in the Balkans, run an iron stake through its heart. That's weird. That is cocaine induced, but yes, it that has is to be. Yeah, so sounds a know. little messy to me. It sounds <laughs> it, definite. It sounds like there is something influential behind that. Definitely, <laughs> uh, very very influential. So that was one of the methods. Now, if you're interested in what, where, where's Vada getting this? fucking information from let me tell you it is from none other than the master himself christopher lee uh and for the roxy do you remember who christopher lee is no oh my god you are killing me why don't you just <laughs> rip my fucking heart out uh christa well actually did you ever see lord of the rings no jesus christ roxy why <laughs> Why are we together? Why? <laughs> oh my God. This, you're killing me. You're killing me. Christopher Lee. Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. Oh my God. So I'm going to wait into I'm going to bring up a who Christopher Lee is uh, uh, for my darling co host here. <laughs> oh. Goodness, goodness me. So Christopher Lee was a famous British actor. And he also had the great honor of being able to play Dracula in the Hammer films. Now, if you are not familiar with Hammer films, uh, you should be. They are the original horrible B-movie, horror movie. Um, and Christopher Lee got to play Dracula uh, alongside with Peter Cushing, who was always his von Helsing? Oh, that uh, guy. Yes, this guy. Yeah, this is this is the legendary Christopher Lee, and he had many, many, many Dracula roles. And he was in. I don't, do you remember the original Wicker Man? 
know, do you? Yes, I watched it before I watched the one with Nicolas Cage. Okay, well, he was he was the Duke or the Count of that island. That's the that he was in that. Uh, he was, of course, in Star Wars. Uh, he was just a famous, famous actor, a very mm. famous British actor. Um, but again, he also does this little gem, a documentary called in search of dracula probably the cheesiest documentary that you will ever (laughs) see as roxy and i look at this fake back spewing blood and it is narrated by christopher lee and is talking about vampires and all this other good stuff in transylvania and there's dracula's castle so here's another fascinating little tidbit for you i bet you roxy i'm gonna tell you something that's going to blow your mind. Okay. So, what if I had asked you, Roxy, would you accompany me and stay a glorious week in Dracula's castle with me? So down. Slow down. <laughs> no, I said so down. So down. Okay. I am down. Well, you know what? We can do that because Dracula's Castle is also a hotel now. So the original oh. castle has been converted into a hotel where you can stay there and enjoy Vlad the Impaler's home Oh, for a few nights. Can you imagine lovely... the creepy stuff that might be happening there? I can only imagine. Ooh. Yes, I, I cannot even begin to imagine the weirdness that goes on in that castle. Uh, so, yes, you can do that uh, to visit Dracula's castle. It's a famous uh, tourist attraction and you can stay there. It is quite the castle itself is quite lovely. I can't say that the shit that went on in the castle was very lovely. <laughs> But the castle itself is quite lovely, and I would personally jump on that like no tomorrow. For real. So obviously me and Roxy are down. Are y'all down? Let me know. I'd be interested to know how many of you would stay in Dracula's castle. But this documentary, In Search of Dracula, was made in 1974. It is actually one year older than me because I was born in 1975. (laughs) So, yeah, that's I'm not going to throw my age out there. You're not going to throw your age out there. (laughs) (laughs) My little spring chicken. (laughs) Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) You damn right I am. (laughs) Yep. Still get down with the best of them. (laughs) No hip or joint problems here. (laughs) None. (laughs) None. Mm mm. Yeah, little back problems. Yeah, just some <laughs> minor, minor back problems. A little hip dysplasia. <laughs> just a you little know. whiplash. Like... That's all. You know, nothing that a good chiropractor can't get. Right. Get fixed. <laughs> so that is a little something on vampires. A little bit about the history. A few little interesting movies here and there on vampires. And a very interesting history on Dracula, I have to say. So, you know, I think I think we've learned a lot today on vampires. We learned some new horrifying things. <laughs> yes. And again, you've kind of learned uh, 
some of Roxy's favorite horror movie. I mean, vampire movies. If you had to suggest a vampire movie or story, what would you suggest, Roxy? For someone Ooh. who's not into the vampire culture. Oh, man. I don't know. I I am a sucker for Queen of the Damned. I love that movie. Some people don't like it, mm-hmm. but I love it. That's one of my go-tos all the time. Oh, how did we forget Blade? Oh, Blade, yeah. Oh, that's where I'd say to go. The, the anti, <laughs> Blade. <laughs> the, the anti-vampire vampire, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And, of course, how can we ever forget? Oh, what was that famous one? Uh, there's like a, a trilogy on it. But the vampires in the where underworld wasn't that? Oh it? yeah, underworld. Yeah. That's a great yeah. movie. I love that movie. Also an amazing, amazing movie. Uh, but Roxy, let's seeing that we talk just a little bit about vampire culture. Uh, you kind of imparted some cultural wisdom on me earlier <laughs> about this thing called a vampire ball yes what is this vampire ball you speak of so they they hold this vampire ball i believe in new orleans Mm -hmm. every year Mm -hmm. and let me see yeah endless night vampire ball in new orleans so i guess they um they like everybody comes like you dressed in their vampire outfits or however they feel you know and i think i think actually i've seen like there's a subculture of people who you know really live the vampire life they Mm -hmm. think they're vampires and they do the whole blood drinking and all of that stuff Mm -hmm. and i was like wow yeah i've seen it's possible i knew i could be a vampire no (laughs) yes true enough true enough there is a subculture out there that of people who really do believe that they're vampires and they do ask um they do attempt to drink blood apparently mm-hmm. and they'll drink like little glasses of it or they'll ask people if they can cut them and they'll suck a little bit of mm-hmm. blood out of them um which is all kinds of interesting i guess interesting. i don't i don't want to say weird weird but you know it's definitely interesting like roxy if someone came up to you and said i would love to drink your blood what would your reaction be Uh, excuse me excuse me yeah (laughs) excuse me probably would be my would be my reaction but Mm -hmm. looking at these pictures i mean it looks pretty interesting oh are you? it looks really interesting yeah like i would like like i'd probably like to go check this out it looks really cool. Mm-hmm. It might but be. Yeah, a, so, it might be a trip the VCR show can take one day. You know, it looks depending, really cool. I like depending it. on how much it costs. You know, but yeah, right. <laughs> but you know, but it looks like a really big event. I hear it's pretty famous, pretty wild. I hear that there's also like just all kinds of fun vampire stuff going on, and you know, again, there are people out there who do believe that they are some type of vampire. They feel attracted to that lifestyle. It's a lifestyle, and they they want to they dress in that uh, New Orleans French colonial type of attire, and then they dr- ask people to drink their blood. 
um, rather interesting type of thing. We'll have to find some vampires to get on the show one day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, so this year's uh, ball is October 29th. Oh, we're going to miss it. Boo. I know. We'll try next year. How much are the tickets to that? Does it say? Uh, general admission, 150 Wow. VIV, not VIP, VIV. VIV, very important vampire. 350 Wow. What do we get with a VIV? Um, let's see. And, Does that and, come with an STD? Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Funny. It goes with the admission to the ball, admission to the meet and greet, to the bazaar, the saloon, and let's see. And then you can do add-ons, like you can add on the high tea party, a banquet. There's all kinds of stuff. Hmm. Um, a lot of that sounds Convivium like a new... banquet dinner cruise. There's a cruise involved. Mm-hmm. There's a lapel pin you can buy, a t-shirt, all kinds of stuff. Interesting. So yeah. me and Roxy next year will have to go explore this. Yeah, it looks really interesting. Mm-hmm. I want to find out more. <laughs> they have one in Salem. Oh, yeah, I imagine they would have one in Salem. That's something that maybe one day we can check out the Salem uh, witches trial stuff that they oh, have. Yeah, there. that would be fascinating. That would be. Let's see. I'm trying to see where the... I knew decades ago, like in the 90s, back in the day. And I wonder if they still have this. So you used to be able to go to Empire Cafe, which is a cafe here in Houston. And they used to have like Vampire Poetry Night. Mm-hmm. And then I don't know if you remember, there's a club here, kind of a golf club, called Numbers. Yeah, Numbers is still around. Yeah, and they used to have a Vampire Night. Do you remember that? I do. Yeah. So I never I've been to numbers where people showed up who thought they were vampires, uh, but never really like on vampire night. So that's kind of an interesting thing in itself. Uh, but, you know, there, there's vampire culture everywhere. So if you are yeah. a vampire, Please email us and let's get in contact with you and do an interview with you. Yeah, uh, I want to learn more. Absolutely. It would be a fascinating subject for the show. And I think, again, we've covered some interesting topics on vampire and vampirism and some documentaries and movies and a little history on Mr. Vlad the Impaler there. And uh, slightly where the origins of vampirism comes from. So with that being said, Roxy, do you have any final thoughts on the show? I think I might want to be a vampire. You might want to be a vampire. (laughs) I think I would definitely drive a stake through your heart. Probably. (laughs) Oh, I'd be a menace if I was a vampire. Oh, you would. You would be horrible. (laughs) Oh, I'd have so much fun, though. You'd be like trying to sleep and you'd be tapping on the window. I want to go to Caraba. Trying to sleep, damn it. <laughs> uh, that's me now. What are you talking about? Yeah, I know. Can, I, can you imagine if you're a vampire floating outside my window? Be like, oh, 
not like, open the door and invite me in. No, that's okay. <laughs> I want to go to sleep. <laughs> I'll let Brutus out. You two can play. <laughs> draw draw eyes on top of Brutus. Right, no memories. So I don't take so I don't take him. Yeah. So if anyone again, if you can answer the whole drawing eyes on dogs to ward off vampires, that would be great because that's still a weird one. And if you are a vampire, email us. And you can email us to the show on your just not just those topics, but your thoughts, comments, concerns, or questions to the VCR show at gmail.com. You can also check out our social medias at Instagram and Twitter at the VCR show. And you can check out our website, which is the VCR show.com. And if you want to follow our absolutely gorgeous living dead vampire <laughs> the vcr show's own personal vampire uh miss queen of the damned herself <laughs> the ever stunning and beautiful roxy perez you can do such at her social medias which are on facebook at roxy perez curvy model mm-hmm. on instagram at pop rocks 428 and on tiktok at the pop rocks and pop rocks is p-o-p-r-o-x-x and as always i'm vada and this is roxy and you've been listening to vcr bye 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 blah blah i want to drink your blood Looking to shape up or maybe get rid of some unwanted fat? You need to give our friend Roxy Perez a call. Book a mobile appointment. Melt some unwanted fat away. You can reach her at 832-686-3873 or email her at ascensionaesthetics at gmail.com. You can also find Ascension Aesthetics on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Ascension Aesthetics. Need a clean space? Call a clean space for you in multi-services and ask for our friend Rachel. They can be contacted at 832-297-1704 or you can email them at you at gmail.com need some sweet treats for your next big event or maybe you just have a sweet tooth check out skippity cakes that's skippity cakes s-k-i-p-p-i-t-y-c-a-k-e-s dot com check them out for all of your sweet treat needs things such as cakes cupcakes and cake pops also check them out for their varieties of face masks t-shirts and coffee mugs you can also contact them at 281-221-9703. That's 281-221-9703. Again, that's Skippity Cakes. Say hi to our friend Rosie for us. You've been listening to VCR, creative content by Richard Christopher Vada and Roxy Perez. Logo by Richard Christopher Vada with assistance from Annie Ramirez. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you can always reach us at thevcrshow at gmail.com or at our socials on Insta and Twitter at thevcrshow. 
Theme song is The Messenger by Silent Partner and can be found on YouTube Music Library.